Welcome to another episode of the Double Comma Club with your host, Nicole Ruth of the Ruth Team, the number one lending team in Colorado. It's been a week. I feel really good, finally. Oh my God, for you guys that watched last week's Tuesday Live, I was Debbie Downer. I was feeling in a lot of pain, got the cortisone shot. Uh, physical therapy. I worked out this morning for the first time in three weeks. So the game is on. I'm heading back and I'm super excited. So that's where I'm at in my life. Tons of other things going on. It's been a weird year. Uh, Many of you would say it's been a weird couple of years, right? It just has. But we're here today. And this weekend was intense for those of you who were even considering purchasing a home. And that's what I want to talk about today. I just want to talk for a little bit about loan programs because it's like, what options do I have? How do I fight against this incessant demand that is catapulting contract prices so far above list? You know, DMAR's report just came out and it was just under 5% um, contract to list or close, I should say, to list. So it was a little bit over 5% over, but it doesn't feel like that. It didn't feel like that this weekend. It felt like it was hundreds of thousands of dollars. Uh, There was Cara on my team was putting in an offer on a $725,000 home. An offer swooped in at 860. I mean, so when you hear those numbers, it's really hard to get yourself geared up bootstraps on and excited to go out and look at homes. I was talking to my son this morning and I was thankful that we had already purchased him a home and we're gonna, we're starting the path of finding him his next home, but that's the challenge right now. And I feel it deeply, especially for our first time home buyers who are just simply trying to get a roof over their head, a place to raise their kids, the start on the path of building wealth through real estate. And we as lenders, as real estate agents, we have to come around them, cheer them up, get them excited and keep them focused on the target. You have to be focused on the goals. The obstacles will continue to get in the way. And if you allow the obstacles to derail you, you've lost. You have to rise up above that. I mean, the last two years showed that to us. There were a thousand obstacles that wanted to take us down personally, emotionally, mentally, spiritually, right? I mean, those of us that owned homes in the last two years did phenomenal, but those who didn't struggled to get in. The last two years created more obstacles than maybe many of us have ever seen. So I go back to this first time home buyer. How can we help more first time home buyers as real estate agents, as lenders get into a home? What loan programs are available? And that's what I want to talk about today for a few minutes. So there's a lot of, of um, demand on single family homes right now. So the first loan program I just want to talk about is one of the obvious ones but it's one of the most underutilized right now due to perception. And that's our VA buyers. I even heard one listing agent say, and I'm not calling anybody out because VA loans have a bad reputation. Um, But that one listing agent said, well, they don't have any skin in the game. 
and it's interesting because they have a ton they have a ton of skin in the game right i mean that's that's why they got the opportunity to get the va loan so if you're working with a va buyer i want to offer a couple of ideas that i had uh one is and it's hard to find but obviously if you can find a seller who's a veteran you're going to have a heart to help that va buyer get into that home i don't know how you find them but that is certainly an option. But here's an option I was thinking about from the lending side. So there's more demand today on single family homes. What if you started to look at duplexes and triplexes? Now it might not be the ultimate place where that buyer, that veteran wants to raise a family, but it could be the very thing that helps them get into a place, helps them build equity, helps them leap from that home to the next in a year while not sitting on the sidelines renting, waiting for a VA loan to get approved or accepted by a seller because they are typically 100% loans. So on a VA loan, I sat down with a buyer yesterday, sweetest little gal who is looking to purchase. Now she's not a veteran, but it got me to thinking she, her, she tapped out at about 350 on a single family home, putting three or 5% down. That was her budget. And that was really the restriction based on debt to income ratio. That was where she stopped 350,000. Try finding a place for 350,000 in Denver right now, right? I get that. I mean, it's certainly we obviously were running numbers with HOAs looking at townhomes and condos and that parameter. But what if we changed it to a duplex? So with the rental income on that other side, I can use 75% of it and I can do this for veterans as well. What if I could use 75% of the rent on the other side? Now all of a sudden I could qualify her for a $600,000 duplex. That's a big difference. Now I can find something, right? Now again, in the Denver market, it's still a little hot. Uh, my boys, we were, uh, we were about to put in an offer on a triplex by Regis and they put it on the market for 910. I think it finally sold for 840. So it had sat on the market, it had come down. And then finally a couple of people started bidding at it at about the hundred thousand dollar mark. And I think it sold for about 810. We didn't get it. We bailed out, but that was a triplex, right? So now I could use the other two units and qualify using the rental income on those. And this one in particular had an up, down, and then a third unit in the back. So in that case, maybe that is a home that a veteran could start a family. Looking at that triplex, I couldn't raise a family there, but I could start one, right? So I'm thinking, how do we think outside the box? How do we help that buyer where maybe there's not as much competition, but I'm getting in, I'm building equity, I'm setting my feeding, my footing, and I'm starting to put myself in a position to buy that next perfect home with the equity that I've built on the current home. So there's an idea for our veterans. FHA, I know, is also tough. A lot of people don't. What is the benefit to an FHA was a question that I got yesterday. Why would I go FHA when I have lifetime mortgage insurance? Well, sometimes if you have a lower credit score and you're putting less than 20% down, the mortgage insurance is much lower on an FHA loan than it is on a conventional loan. So it's simply about the terms are better. Could that FHA buyer get into a conventional? Could the conversation be, look, this buyer has 10% down. They even have more money. We're going to go conventional or FHA, but the terms are better on FHA. Now, if they have some money down, it's going to give them that advantage. 
Those FHA buyers also could benefit from looking at the multi-units because they can put 3.5% down on two, three, or four units. You can't do that with conventional. You have to put 15% down on a duplex, 20% down on a three or four unit if you're going to live in one of the units. So now as an FHA buyer, I'm starting to think like I was talking about with the VA buyers. Can I get into a market where maybe there's not as much competition? Again, this isn't a forever solution. This is a let's get in, stop renting, start building equity, and start allowing the market to take advantage of the market that's rising. Because the last two years, the people that got hurt the worst are the renters. So how do we get more of them out of renting and into home ownership? Jumbo buyers, I want to talk to those because we have some options that we've been using a lot. And you've got to know that these are out there. All right. One of the things is folks that have a lot of money in equities right now, and maybe with the volatility, maybe they've been doing really well. Maybe they're not ready to pull that money out. They don't want to capture those gains because they don't want to pay taxes on it. There's any number of reasons, right? I don't know where the stock market is going, and I don't want to sit here and portray that I do because <laughs> I don't. It's been volatile at best, as has the bond market, which has made our interest rates extremely volatile with everything that's going on right now with Russia and Ukraine. That volatility is not going to slow down until we, one, work our way through to a peace treaty between Ukraine and Russia, and two, start to curtail high inflation. But right now we have high inflation that is offsetting this flight to safety. Right? So you have this tug of war between bond prices going up and down between the flight to safety and this inflationary risk. So that's creating a lot of volatility in the market, in the bond market. And I know we're seeing volatility in the equities market as we're seeing this risk. And where's the economy going as we start to push ourselves towards slowing down the economy? All of that is a conversation that will continue on Friday at the market update at 10 a.m. with Megan Aller. But for today, let's continue with loan programs. So loan programs, jumbos, we have a three and a half percent down jumbo product. A lot of people don't know that. And especially in this market, what if you have a certain amount of money and you want to bid over asking and you want to capture an appraisal gap, but you only have maybe 20% of that purchase price in your savings account, but you have more money that's tied up in equities or in other investments that are doing really well that you don't want to pull out to put into this with an interest rate as low as they are historically right now. So if you don't want to touch those monies, you can say, look, I'm going to put 20% down if this home appraises. So it's an $800,000 home. I'm putting in an offer at $925,000, which is actually conservative. <laughs> I'm putting in, this is ridiculous. So it's an $800,000 home. I'm putting an offer at $925,000. That difference, I have the money, but I wanted to put 20% down. So in this case, we can switch you to a minimum down, a 3.5%, 5%, 10% down, depending on where the appraisal comes in, and still get you closed using those reserves uh, that we'll need. We need heightened reserves with a 3.5% down. We also can go up to a 55% debt-to-income ratio. That's massive because what if there's one person, maybe you've got a, a spouse, a couple, and one of the couple isn't, maybe their job history isn't um, as easy to document as the other person. Or maybe they just started a new job. There's a lot of people that we've been talking about this that have left the workforce and went into some sort of gig work 
creating their self-employed business, right? I love that. I'm an entrepreneur. I love to build things. And I hate the fact this is a lender. We punish that until you have two years of progressive history showing profitability. So what if you've got two people on the loan and that one person just barely makes it, but the debt to income ratio is 55%. You're like, you can't do that because the old jumbos would stop you at 43. Then it was 45. Then I have a program at 50% debt to income. Now we have one of 55. So we've got to look at all of our options. We also have an AUS jumbo. And you're like, what does that mean? <laughs> AUS is Automated Underwriting System. It's a Fannie Mae and Freddie Mac engine software, right? That you plug in all the data and it tells you whether or not you've got an approval or a refer, and it tells you what you need to do in order to get the approval and or what you need to keep if you got the approval. So AUS has always been the reason why more people have gone to conventional over a jumbo because it allows for things like one year of tax returns or it allows for uh, more credit bumps than say a typical manual underwrite jumbo loan. It might allow for a little bit less consistency in employment versus the manually underwritten jumbo loan. Right. All of these things. It also allows conventional allows as long as you're buying a primary home, it doesn't require any reserves which is huge. First time home buyers, no hits or overlays for a conventional loan. But you move over to the manually underwritten jumbo and all of a sudden we have overlays and we have first time home buyer limitations and we have all these things. Well, now we have an AUS jumbo, which is fantastic. Come on. I mean, the price points here in the Denver market, we are in jumbo category. So now we can access those price points, those loans with one year of uh, self-employed. Well, we'll need two years, but we can get a one year except where maybe the previous year's income was low. So we can use a one year income. We can have no reserves. We can go to uh, 50% debt to income ratio on the AUS. This is really helpful, especially with first time home buyers who have student loans allowing for the higher debt to income ratio and having no additional overlays for first time home buyers. Another product we've been using a ton of is just the straight Freddie Mac. With the raise in conventional loan limits, Freddie Mac allows for 0.5% of student loans. And you're like, does that really matter? And it does. Fannie Mae requires 1%. So if I have student loans, that are $100,000, that is really significant if I have to use 1% as a monthly payment versus a half a percent as a monthly payment. So that can be the difference between qualifying or not qualifying or qualifying at a higher price point that I'm looking for. So we're using that a lot. Understanding these loan programs is helping our clients take as much money as they can, set it aside for the appraisal gap, go in highest and best, and get a property under contract, knowing that they have this bucket of money. They prefer to put 20% down, but they don't need to. We have them qualified with as little as three and a half or 5% down. They can take all that excess money and do the appraisal gap and waive any kind of contingency on the appraisal. That's a massive shift and a massive benefit to jumbo buyers, especially against the cash buyer options, right? Because we just saw that, what are we in March? In February, we saw that the cash buyers went up a little bit from 17.8% to 20% here in the Denver market. I sent that out on Saturday's email. If you wanna get on that Saturday email, let me know. The other program that we have is the LLC program, 
right? The Jumbo LLC allows you to get up to 50 finance properties and do it in an LLC. You don't have to do it in your name and then quit claim it into an LLC. You can just simply close in an LLC. And the pricing on those are fantastic. So if you're looking for options, you're just trying to go, how do I get in with my best foot forward to put in the highest and best and know that I feel confident and secure putting in that offer, having all of the access to all of these programs is what wins the deal. Well, I'm going to keep this one short. I hope you guys have a great rest of your week. Fantastic. Oh my gosh, it's so beautiful outside. Nicole Ruth with Team Fairway Mortgage. I'll talk to you soon. You've been listening to the Double Comma Club. Never miss an episode. Subscribe at thedoublecommaclub.com to hear more success stories and to get free tips on how you can get on the path to becoming a millionaire through real estate at any age. Remember, visit thedoublecommaclub.com dot com and subscribe.